Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to our final Festive Five podcast with me, your host, Stephen Wallace. Today we are back with cricket with elite umpire Sue Redfern, who previously joined me in episode 95. In September 2023, Sue became the first female to umpire in a men's county championship match when Glamorgan played Derbyshire in Cardiff. In a wide-ranging podcast, you will hear Sue's reflections on that historic day for umpiring, the differences between umpiring a women's match and a men's match, the growing numbers of females taking up the role, and her thoughts on a fabulous women's ashes, where she got to umpire matches in all three formats of the series. You will even find out about Sue's current golf handicap. I hope you have enjoyed our festive five. Our next episode coming soon will be a roundup of the 2023 flat racing year with Sam Martin, Kitty Trice and John Berry. Now it's time for Sue. Welcome back to the Paddock and the Pavilion, Sue, for one of our festive podcasts. Thank you, Stephen. Great to be back uh, and uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Um, What's an elite umpire doing at the moment? Uh, very much trying to stay out of the bad weather. Uh, so uh, I've not umpired since October. Uh, just had a little bit of downtime, a bit of uh, holiday time with the family uh, and uh, just been doing a bit of winter work for the ICC and ECB. And uh, yeah, just working on uh, a little bit of fitness in preparation for the season starting uh, in the new year. So you don't get out to do the WBBL. You have done that before, haven't you? Yeah, I had an exchange program last winter, uh, so it was just a one-off, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, it'd be, I'd be pretty keen to be uh, umpiring overseas at the moment. Uh, so uh, yeah, very much. Uh, last year was uh, was I was very fortunate to be given that opportunity to do the women's big bash. 
Well, let's get these two two people that um, I spoke to off air who wanted to say hi. Although actually, one of them one of them didn't, but I'm going to include her because <laughs> both both of these two, um, I say two, Tina Goff, I was in contact with today, and she wanted to say hi to you. Hi back. So uh, is she is she in Germany or is she? Uh, yeah, I think she's in Germany at the moment. Yep. Um, yep. She, she has been playing a bit of football, but I think she's uh, fabulous. Uh, yeah, so she likes football as well, and um, and Tina and Catherine, uh, the Catherine Leng, who made her international debut with you. Um, yep, Catherine doesn't know about the fact I'm going to bring you up, uh, bring her up here. But uh, <laughs> the two of them uh, regularly sort of come on the podcast to talk about England's uh, Test series and and um, an international series on the on the in the women's game, and they've done that with the with the Ashes most recently. Fabulous. Well, let's start by talking about 2023. I, I wrote down all the different competitions, and you'll probably add even more here. And you did the T20 World Cup in South Africa. You did some uh, games in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. You did the Char- Charlotte Edwards Cup, including the final, the 100, England Women's One Day Internationals. You did a Test Match ODI and T20s in the Ashes. You did two T20 blast games, some a county championship game, and also some men's second level. You're probably going to tell me you did others as well. Uh, one day cup. I don't. Yeah, kind of like you've probably covered them all there, Stephen. It just goes to show uh, how many different sets of regulations, really. That it's just giving me a hot flush, to be honest, uh, with all those regulations, the thoughts of all the different preparations. So quite a lot of different cricket there. Yeah, it must be. Uh, you must have to learn a lot of different things to do all those different games. Yeah, so very similar to uh, when I was umpiring in the recreational game. Uh, you know, umpires, even though we've got laws of cricket, they often change depending on the competitions. So uh, each each game, you have to do that prep for the regulations. So uh, yeah, kind of like there's there's just those minor changes, to, you know, differences, and uh, rightly so, the players expect us to know those differences uh, and those subtleties really. And test matches. That that must be quite different from doing a twenty over match and a and a fifty over match. Yeah, uh, interestingly, uh, I, I find it a little bit less tiring uh, on a day to day basis than maybe a one day game. Uh, with a one day game, you've got fifty overs, so you've got about three and a half hours each session before you have a break. Uh, whereas in Test match cricket, generally you've got two hours a break, two hours a break. Uh, so uh, I suppose for me. Moving into the professional umpire team last year meant that I was able to do more multi-day cricket. So obviously the preparation for those test matches slightly uh, more prepared in terms of familiarisation with one uh, with uh, kind of like test match multi-day games, uh, more more familiarity and more comfort with with the processes involved in that. So yeah, it's been it's been really good to be a professional umpire and be able to focus on that and get more experience certainly in the multi-day games. On the subject of the Test match, which was England Australia in the Women's Ashes, yeah, I, I know you're not playing, but it was exci- very exciting watching. I went to the the Test match at Trent Bridgeford for the first day and the third day. How much of a thrill was it to be actually out in the middle? 
Yeah, you know, umpiring any game, any professional game of cricket is, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly humbled. And, you know, for me, particularly around the women's game where that's my main passion, uh, you know, I grew up in women's cricket and, you know, I want I want to see change. I want to see the, the women recognised for the talented athletes they are. So, you know, for me to see them competing in that environment with that coverage and with those skill sets uh, to excellent teams uh you know really pitching it out for a high profile competitive series uh you know you feel incredibly lucky that you've got the best seat in the house that you're watching uh the game and you know obviously you know uh the pressure i suppose it's an internalized pressure that you want you don't want to make an error because you want the game to flow because you want the game to be a good game of cricket so uh it was a real privilege to watch some amazing performances in in that uh in that uh, match in particular that test match You've got your Tammy Beaumont, Danny Wyatt uh, batting, uh, you, Elise Perry batting. You've then got Gardner bowling. Uh, you know, you've got there just, you know, a couple of examples in that game uh, where there was some incredibly high skill sets uh, on, on offer, really. And over five days. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, for for me personally, that was great because I've been involved in the two previous test matches uh, with India and South Africa over here in England. And, uh, you know, obviously that was curtailed. Those games were four day games, uh, curtailed, unfortunately, with a little bit of rain. Uh, So to actually see a test match out, uh, knowing pretty much with the weather forecast and it being a five day game, you know that there's likely to be a result. Uh, So, again, you know, just making sure that you're doing the best you can. I'm doing the best I can. To, to to obviously make the correct decisions where I can. And you hope there'll be a revival of the format. Both Catherine Leng and Tina love Test cricket. Yeah, you know, uh, I I don't make any, uh, I don't hide the fact that, you know, for me, I'm, I'm very much a traditionalist. Uh, I love test cricket. I have been very fortunate in my playing days to have played in test cricket. And I believe it's a real test of your skills, uh, the longevity of that, being able to judge when to push, when not to push, uh, you know, to, to look at the bigger picture context and to be patient in, in periods of play. Uh, it's a, a really exciting format. And, uh, you know, I'm incredibly frustrated for the players that they don't get the the chance to play that as often. Uh, Whilst on the flip side, Stephen, I recognise that, you know, for women's cricket and for uh, commercial reasons to develop it, you know, there's a place for the 100 and there's a place for T20 cricket. Uh, You know, I understand the reasons and the the pressures uh, that brings and the cost of cricket. Uh, but uh, from a purely uh, love, passion for the game, uh, Test cricket is definitely uh, the hardest skill set in terms of uh, a player's uh, test, really. The crowds for the Ashes were amazing as well, playing on yep. the Test grounds. Yeah, uh, just uh, again, uh, a real buzz around the around the grounds and, you know, the numbers as well as the appreciation from the from the crowd. So it was a knowledgeable. You get a feel. I, I don't know if I can explain it, but you get a feel when you're on the field that, you know, the the, the, the spectators are into the game and they understand the game and uh, they're just really excited and really supportive, which must be a buzz for the players uh, involved in that. So, you know, for, for me personally, I've been very fortunate. I've been uh, umpiring in front of crowds. Uh, It presents different challenges for umpires, I suppose, just in terms of, you know, uh, not being able to hear as much as what you normally can without without a crowd. Uh, But brilliant to see for the for the women, brilliant to see for Test Match cricket and all games, to be honest. Let's move on to the 26th of September, 
2023, Glamorgan against Derbyshire, when you became the, the first female to umpire a county championship match, the, the first of many, I hope. Uh, how significant was that for for you and, and for, for umpiring? Yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit... Uh, t- I'm going to give you two answers here, Stephen, I suppose. Uh, for me personally, on my personal uh, drive for where I want to be in officiating, it was an important step for me, uh, just in terms of that was an era uh, of cricket I hadn't been involved in, and it was a real privilege to be part of that. I've worked hard to do the multi-day cricket uh, and to be recognised in men's cricket. Uh, you know, I don't see it. I think the perception, uh, there was a lot of noise around it, uh, just to, in terms of me doing that and being the first female and it was important uh, that you know other females and other players and other people see females involved in that environment because it just shows that you don't have to have played that that particular game to be part of an officiating team uh, so it was an important step but but uh, it was quite interesting just in terms of you know relating it back to women's cricket uh you know people were saying oh it's the biggest game of your life uh and you know I just it's you know I like to call it more of it was a different environment it was a new environment for me it wasn't any better or any worse than where I've been in women's cricket and and to some extent it's a bit bizarre that I've uh, been a TV umpire in a women's world cup final and yet some people perceive uh, a men's county championship game in domestic professional cricket in England being higher level uh Uh, which, you know, I just consider it to be a different environment. And that's, for me, that's a really important message that, you know, not either game wasn't as important. It was just about different environments and testing my skills and different skill sets in different environments. How did the, the game go for you? There was lots of runs scored. Yeah, uh, it, it would be fair to say it was a difficult track for the bowlers. Uh, we had a bit of weather uh, intervention. Uh, you know, the game, uh, the intensity of the game was was slightly different probably to some of the other games. There wasn't a huge amount on the game for the teams uh, because the, the championship was coming towards an end and, and they were kind of like mid-table. Uh, but uh, fundamentally, kind of like I think the game went really well for me personally. Uh, really enjoyed standing with my colleague uh, and it was was good learning there was some good learning there in terms of just a little bit more experience in multi-day cricket uh and the environment as well so you know it's always you know kind of I think I'm I'm known quite well in women's cricket but for some of the male players I'm less well known uh and it's important that I continue to build those relationships and learn a little bit more about uh the style of play in that environment if that makes sense. Did you have to make many many decisions? Uh, I think I did. I think I kind of like made a fair few over the four days. So, uh, I, you know, pretty happy with that performance. Uh, yeah, kind of like a few, a few LBWs to make. You had done a, a couple of T20 blast games earlier in the season. Yep. Yep. Uh, and again, uh, very much a, a different environment. I'd been TV umpire the previous year for the Blast and I did a couple of games as TV umpire this year for the Blast. But being on field, again, uh, I felt, if I'm being honest, on the first game, felt a little bit nervous. Again, there was a little bit of hype leading up to the game, being the first female again in that environment. Uh, but uh, felt much more comfortable in the second game at Trent Bridge. Uh, and uh, yeah, just really enjoyed that. It's, again, it's just... You know, I can't describe it. You know, I, I umpiring is, with the exception of playing, umpiring is the best seat in the house, really, just to see some great cricket take place and, and some talented players. Uh, and, yeah, kind of like it's just a really enjoyable uh, experience. 
and, and I was listening to the the our previous uh, chat, and uh, it all stems from your dad, who was an umpire. Yeah, so uh, dad umpired the local leagues in Nottingham, uh, where I grew up. Uh, he'd been a bit of a player before that. He played second eleven knots uh, cricket, uh, and uh, yeah, kind of. Like, I suppose in a way, I was looking for a, I was looking for something to do in cricket after playing, uh, and uh, it just seemed logical. Dad had given it a go. I spoke to him, and uh, yeah, kind of like just took it up from there, really. And uh, yeah, I'm very lucky that uh, I did that. I feel. Yeah, incredibly lucky to be given the opportunity to be a professional umpire. Now you're on the elite panel. Do you know your games for next year yet or is that too soon? Yeah, so professional umpire panel here in England. Uh, so uh, we're, we're responsible as a, as a group of umpires who are contracted with ECB. We're responsible for the women's and the men's professional game. Uh, so we officiate in those environments. All, all of what you mentioned earlier, those competitions are all covered. Uh, we won't get to find out, uh, even though the fixtures have been released, it's a little bit too early for us to know what we'll be doing next season. Uh, you know, again, uh, looking for a blend of men's and women's cricket for me, uh, different uh, different formats, T20, 100, uh, four-day formats. Uh, don't know at this point, may find out probably in February time. Uh, so we're very much, uh, we work in uh, blocks of like seven weeks. Uh, so we'll get seven weeks worth of appointments and then we'll get the next block of seven weeks depending on uh, availability and dep- depending on performance. So uh, yeah, it's very much uh, cutthroat selection, uh, not selection and based on your performances leading into each game really. So do you consider yourself though a trailblazer for hopefully more women's umpires officiating at the highest level in both men's and women's cricket to eventually do men's test matches there's no reason why a woman can't do that yeah that's that's right uh do i consider myself to be a trailblazer well you know i'm very lucky i've been put in this position and i've worked really hard uh on my officiating uh skills uh to to be put in this position and uh you know i'm I'm incredibly grateful i'm being given these opportunities uh to to really kind of like be a professional umpire i think it's really important uh you know we can't be what we can't see uh visibility is absolutely important uh and i know that uh Uh, you know, uh, females and other people who haven't traditionally seen uh, officiating as an opportunity for them by seeing myself and other people who are similar to themselves, uh, you know, it gives it gives that it opens up those pathways. So it is important uh, and uh, we'll continue to hopefully uh, challenge those stereotypes in terms of what, you know, people perceive different roles to be within cricket. And it is important that we show that it's an inclusive sport and uh, you can do any other any role you you want. Uh, obviously, you've got to work at that and have the skills to do that. But uh, it shouldn't be a barrier, regardless of what gender you are or what your background is. If you're good enough and you're capable enough, then you should progress onto that and be given that opportunity. Uh, so, so yeah, and uh, you know, I think a recent example of showing, uh, you know, uh, a female in a male environment uh, is Jackie Williams of the West Indies has recently done the T20. Uh, men 
women's international West Indies versus England men uh, on field. And uh, again, Kim Cotton this year made her debut on field with the New Zealand men's internationals as well. Uh, absolutely. If she's good enough, if, if females are good enough, uh, there's absolutely no reason. There's genuinely no reason why women can't umpire in men's environments, just as men have been umpiring in women's environments. Uh, there's no reason for that uh, if the skills are good enough. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you seeing more and more young female umpires starting on the road as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's really exciting that uh, certainly within England, uh, there's increasing pathways you see internationally as well. New females coming on board and giving it a go. Uh, and that's really exciting. Uh, it's really exciting uh, to uh, be part of ECB's and ICC's tutor workforce as well. So we're developing new, new, new umpires and developing tutors to support new umpires as well. So it's great to see females coming on board in that. Uh, I'd like to see more females take more leadership roles there are some great female role models out there in, in terms of officiating and it'll be really great to see them uh leading and driving uh the development of, of new young umpires as well you're confident then then that we will see more female umpires i i, I feel reluctant to keep saying female umpires because it's, it's umpiring it's it's to an extent the media that keep saying that Sue Redfern yep. is the first female, but um, we're really talking yep. about umpiring here. Yeah, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'd be really keen to kind of like, ultimately, I'm, you know, I'm hopefully just judged on being an umpire, not being a female umpire, you know, and that's what it should be about. They, you know, there should be appointments based on your skills and your abilities, not your gender. Uh, and the day which we see that happening uh, and continues to happen is, is a positive day. So, you know, uh, I've, I've spoke previously about men's and women's cricket, men's cricket, slightly different skill sets required as an umpire, slightly different way the game is played. Uh, women's cricket, slightly different skill sets required as an umpire in terms of the game is played slightly differently. So there are different things that can trip you up as an umpire and, and you have to be aware of. What, what are some of those differences? Yeah, just simple things. Uh, because of the weight of the ball, 
uh, in women's cricket, because of the speed and the weight of the ball, there's, there's a tendency for the, there to be more lateral movement, sideways movement. So obviously, when judging LBWs, it's slightly different. Obviously, there's more bounce in the men's game. There are different noises and there are different, generally different shots which are being played as well. So the women like to generate a lot of uh, a lot of their strength from uh, playing across the ball. So sweeping and uh, reverse sweeping quite a lot, which means they're playing across their crease quite quite a lot more, which means you've got the LBWs in play. So the noises are slightly different in men's cricket because the ball is a little bit faster. They're, they're a little bit sharper in terms of the noises and the differential between bat and pad is slightly different. So, you know, just subtle things like that, which uh, makes it slightly different, to, slightly different to umpire in men's and women's cricket, which uh, isn't, a, you know, you've got to adapt if you move in between the two. You're also very often doing the, the TV role. Are, are there any more developments yeah. coming along the line with DRS? Cricket seems to get it right so much better than, dare I say, football with VAR. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously I'm not involved in football VAR, but uh, certainly, you know, from a cricket perspective, we've we've used technology now for quite a long time, uh, considerably longer, I think, than, uh, than football. And I think, you know, we... Y- like everything really, like laws, regulations, you learn by something going wrong or something not quite going right. Uh, you make those changes and you adapt as you move forward. You adapt for the basis of the game. And, you know, just very recently, I know that ICC have made a couple of changes to their playing regulations for TV umpiring. Uh, and they're all in response to how the game is played and what's happened on field. And, you know, the key the key for me as a TV umpire and working in DRS is to, is to stay relevant, to stay up to date with those changes and those protocols, to make sure that I'm as ready as possible uh, to make the best decision I can make uh, with, with good clarity and good communication. You know, we talk a lot in TV umpiring about, uh, you know, getting the decision right uh, as best as possible. Uh, doing it in a timely way and also whilst we're doing it communicating in a way where we educate people about the reasons why we're making the decisions we make so they're the three things which we focus on in terms of tv umpiring to to make that better i think from a spectator both on the television and when you're at the game cricket's very good at um when a decision is being relayed to the crowd that we are informed we do know what we do know what's going on yeah, and you know that's that's part of the perception of a decision is about you know selling that decision and being really clear about the reasons why you're making that. And I think television umpiring is, in some ways, it's more pressured than on-field umpiring because there's an expectation that you get every single decision correct uh, because you have time to do it. You've got video footage you can replay, and and at the end of the day television umpiring is like umpiring where it's your own interpretation sometimes on, on what you're looking and your own understanding of the laws uh, in terms of interpreting what you're seeing uh, in that footage. So yeah, it's it's important that we communicate that and we educate uh, people whilst we're doing that at a, in terms of what we're looking for and the reasons why we're making those decisions. When we last spoke, the, the 100 had only just had its first season. Uh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I must confess, I I have watched quite a few hundred games and I've been to all the three finals. How, How have you found the competition develop over the three years? 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I talked earlier about Test Match Cricket being uh, amazing, uh, you know, my truest form of the game. It's my most enjoyable format of the game. But the 100, it's there's an excitement, isn't there? There's an excitement around the crowd, about the game. Uh, we know statistically uh, that if you shorten a game of cricket, it's going to get closer between two teams. Whereas if you, you know, obviously if there's a massive skills gap, the likelihood is the team uh, with the greater skills are going to come out in longer format cricket. So T20, uh, 100 and T20 brings everything so much closer. But with that 100, you know, it's a little bit funky. It's done differently. Uh, you know, it's got all the razzmatazz. Uh, for, for an umpire perspective, you've got a couple of different processes that you need to bring on board. So that preparation leading into that month of the 100 is really important to make sure that we're really clear about how we're delivering as a team uh, and how we're actually umpiring as a team as well. So we're consistent as possible. Watching the game, I think you know it's the crowd have really got got involved now. They seem, especially with the young and the and the families that are going to the games. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and it's great to see the kids uh, cheering on the the women's teams and the men's teams, and it's great to see that mix of kind of like different uh, population, just really enjoying it and getting on board with those with those teams, uh, and uh, yeah, kind of like really creating a, a fun day out. And uh, as an umpire, you can't help, you know, if you've got a crowd there that are really enjoying it, you, you know, kind of like in some ways uh, you, you raise your game, don't you? In terms of you know, just like the play is really you know we're in the entertainment business in some ways i started off asking you what you were doing in the winter i picked up on our last podcast uh, i must ask you is the golf handicap has it gone up or down it was 14 <laughs> when i last spoke to you yeah uh good memory Stephen. good memory uh so uh the golf handicap uh not that i've managed to play much golf recently with the weather but the golf handicap's definitely going in the right direction so it's going down uh to single figures at the moment so i'm, I'm just on the border of single figures uh, which is a bit of a mini ambition to try and get to there uh for me personally so uh i, I recently had a club update so i've got some new clubs so uh hitting them uh, hit and miss at the moment it would be fair to say but uh, the the uh, the guy who obviously fitted me for the clubs uh, he did tell me uh, I had a very uh, interesting action so uh, I, I'm sure that uh, there'll be a limit to my golf but uh, even so uh, it's a it's it's a good way to switch off and just step away from cricket for a bit uh, and play a different sport so uh, yeah it's it's good fun thanks well congratulations on the the uh, handicap going down my last Thank Real you. question is, um, does umpiring beat playing or would playing still be the favourite? Yeah, it, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to play and umpire at the highest levels. Uh, you know, so for me, uh, I, I only wish... Uh, when I look back at my playing days, I, I really fully appreciated how special those playing days were. Uh, you know, in terms of it all happened very quick. I was very young. And uh, does it beat playing? Uh, being honest, kind of like, you know, I'm uh, cricket through and through. Uh, there's nothing like the feel of playing. Uh, but uh, it comes a very, very close second behind that playing uh, in terms of officiating. You know, one thing uh, I try and remember, kind of like as a player, it was 
it's quite frustrating sometimes if if maybe umpiring decisions didn't go your way or you felt that the umpire hadn't applied a regulation correctly. And something that always sat with me when I took up umpiring is I wanted to make sure where possible, you know, I know my regulations, I know my laws and I let the game flow as, as you know, a player would want. So, you know, I do try and look at it from a player's perspective and that's how I want to umpire. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I want players to enjoy the game. I want players to play it fairly uh, and be treated with respect, really. So, you know, kind of like it's, uh, it's an opportunity for me to see it from a different perspective. But I definitely recommend to any budding umpire who's playing, uh, play as long as you can or as long as you want to and, you know, keep enjoying it. And once you stop enjoying it, then maybe that's time for something different. Uh, but, yeah, playing is definitely uh, definitely still up, right up there. Well, thank you very much, uh, Sue, for joining me again on the Paddock and the Pavilion. I'm sure you're gonna, you've got a very busy year ahead of you in 2024. Uh, the very best of luck for that. You've got a, another you World Cup as well, haven't you, in 2024? Pen- pending selection. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, just take each game as it comes and, you know, uh, the rest will be decided by other people. I've just got to focus game by game. So, uh, yeah, uh, whatever's put in front of me is is the most important thing. A Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Merry Christmas. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.